Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture, but as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash film daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily. This is Slash Film Editor-in-Chief Peter Schroeder, and I am here with special guest... Stephen Weintraub from Collider.com. And we are still here in Las Vegas at CinemaCon. This is going to be the last uh, report that we bring you from CinemaCon, uh, the Convention for Theater Owners. We, we have seen quite a few presentations. There's quite a bit of stuff that we have not been able to talk about in, in the other uh, entries, and that includes Lionsgate, Amazon, and uh, STX. So in, in this reaction uh, blog, we're going to talk about The Happy Time Murders, the new film from Brian Henson, Susperia, uh, Kin, Hellfest, A Simple Favor, and Robin Hood. So let's get to it. Uh, the first thing we're talking about is, uh, I believe, The Happy Time Murders. Yes, this is produced by STX. It's uh, directed by Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son, who uh, has done a bunch of the Muppet movies. He did, um, uh, he's worked on a ton of stuff, including, uh, he did this great segment of the Stephen King miniseries that was on TNT. I'm not sure if you ever saw it. It, it was did a not. silent episode. It was amazing. Anyways, Happy Time Murder stars uh, Melissa McCar- McCarthy, and she is in... It's like a detective story set inside this Muppet world. Or not Muppet world, like a... Imagine, the best way I can describe it is, you know Roger Rabbit, who framed Roger Rabbit? Imagine if instead of the animated characters being like that, there was a world with Muppets. But the Muppets and the humans all interact, 
and uh, it's totally R-rated, completely filthy, and uh, yeah, a- we we saw this like red band trailer, and uh, actually, it's it started off really funny with them playing the Rainbow Connection, and it's her and her partner who's like this humanoid uh, kind of Muppet character listening to it in the radio, and uh, it just gets filthy right away. It, it's um, it's everything I wanted in this movie. This has been in development for a very long time, and I don't want to spoil the way this Red Band trailer ends. I will just say it's one of the funniest things I've seen in a Red Band trailer. Well, here's the thing, Steve. When you say filthy and you say, like, puppets, I think people are imagining them just, like, swearing and stuff. Yeah. But this involves... The ending of this trailer involved one of the most graphic sex scenes I've seen, and it involves puppets. Yes. Uh, it, It was amazing. It was yeah. straight up amazing. It, 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 it was. It's probably one of the top three things I saw at at CinemaCon. Really, it, honestly, I, I I'm a big fan of the Muppets, big fan of Brian Henson. But uh, just on top of that, it was hilarious. Yeah. There, when this Red Band trailer hits the internet, I think people are going to be very very excited. And the thing is, like, people are looking for. Even though we all um, like you know uh, superheroes and whatnot, like this is original IP. This is not anything like you've seen. I loved the footage. With all my heart and soul, cannot wait to see the movie. Yes, uh, we should move on to Amazon Studios. Uh, they showed a bunch of stuff, but the one thing we want to talk about is... Well, actually, you know, I realized they also showed uh, uh, um, Boy Erased, and uh, they showed a few other things. Yeah, but, yeah. but the one yeah, thing we're going to, you know... The, the thing that our readers and our listeners want to know about is uh, Tesperia. Sure. Um, and this is directed by, uh, what's his name? The guy that did, uh... uh... Luca, and I can't pronounce his last name to get it right, and I don't want to say it on camera, but the, the, he's a great director. He did Call Me By Your Name. He's done a ton of movies. He's an Italian director, and, uh, he, uh, this is a, a remake of the Dario Argento film from the 70s, but it is completely unlike the original. This one takes place in Berlin in the 70s, and it is, uh, uh, we learned a little bit about the film, but the thing is that... He showed a scene from the movie to the CinemaCon lunch crowd. And being completely honest, it was not the scene I was expecting. It was graphic and it, gross and people... Gr- grotesque. Yeah, it was uh, insane. The, insane. It, it, I mean, it we'll describe it to you, but the, there were people at, my t- at our table that turned away from the screen because of how grotesque yeah. it was. It basically involves a dancer who is in like uh, an audition space that's surrounded by mirrors who is being telekinetically moved. Controlled. Controlled. Yes. Into positions, dance positions that are contortions that are breaking her bones tearing her apart making her pee on the floor blood going everywhere yeah um it's really a horrific scene with all i mean horrific but more than that it's not a scene that goes by in like five seconds this is a very it goes lo- on yeah it's a few minutes and as the the scene is progressing this person who's getting essentially tortured is you're just hearing it's the it's the sound mix it's the yeah. sounds of the, the bones breaking. And people are looking away. It, it, this is this is also taking place at a lunching, so people are like in the middle of like feeding themselves, and like I see people like like spitting stuff out, and they're looking away. And it, like, it, it was, was it was complete. That's basically just saying, yeah, we're we're making something that is disturbing here, and we're not apologizing for it. It comes out in the fall. Um, I'm sure you're going to see a trailer and you're going to learn a lot more about it soon, but the footage was awesome. Like, that's the reason I went to the luncheon is to see this footage, and yeah. it did not disappoint. 
Yeah, it's uh, crazy. It's crazy. It's it, it's it's crazy to the point that I might it might not even be for me. It might like, it, it really just like it might not. Be it was me. too much. It might be too much. Oh, and so the star uh, uh, Tilda Swinton is in it. Dakota Johnson, uh, a few other people, but it is uh, it was pretty fucked up. It was. There's no other way to describe it. Yeah, and uh, uh, another film. Or let's get to Lionsgate. Actually, we're jumping into Lionsgate. Uh, one of the the films that they showed us that I didn't really know anything about. This is a film produced by uh, your friend, producer Sean Levy, uh, who did. Uh, um, well, Twenty One Laps is his company, and they did Arrival. Uh, they produce Stranger Things. Sean directs some of Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, but they have been having like a mix recently of sci-fi and you know young adult stuff. Yeah. And uh, Kin is directed by another two uh, uh, twin brothers. Yeah, it, it, which is weird. And actually, their company has been a, done a great job at finding new talent. Yes, like the Duffer brothers. Actually, a lot of brothers. Yeah. And <laughs> giving them a chance at the big screen. And th- they had the short film, I think, uh, a couple years ago, uh, Bag Boy or something. I'm, shit, I'm forgetting the name. Yeah, I want to. Uh, not Baghead, it, but it's something. <laughs> yeah, it was a short. It came out in 2014. And they took the short and basically expanded on it, made this feature, um, and it's uh, um, it's, it's about p- a bunch of uh, this family in like the ghetto, right? Call it sure, ghetto? I don't know about that, but uh, um, like, it seems like a poorer area, and it's this young black kid who finds an alien gun, yes. and his brother, uh, played by Jack Rayner from Sing Street uh, fame, yeah, gets released from prison. There's hinted at that there's some kind of secret there that uh, he has not told his younger brother. Totally. We don't know what that is. And uh, sh- shit hits the fan. People are after them. James Maybe Franco. Maybe even alien. Or- James Franco plays uh, the leader of the, the, the human antagonists. Basically, Jack owes uh, James and his gang some money. And uh, the aliens, the, 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 the brother finds an alien gun. Yeah. And the aliens essentially come to the planet to retrieve the weapon or find out what happened or whatever. So both the aliens are after them, the gangs are after them. It, it's kind of, um, it's, I don't know. Sure. It, so when I spoke to Sean a few days ago to premiere the poster, and he called it very Amblin-esque. And, it, it looks like that. Right. And it's basically a little bit of like wish fulfillment for the kid finding the weapon. The weapon is badass. I think the trailer is going to be online later today, uh, so we don't have to spend uh, a crazy amount. Of, but I, I do think the trailer is yeah. going to be released. I mean, it looked interesting. It, listen, it's, I, I I saw. I think the movie looks really cool. It looks different, and I think it is. Um, uh, remember, I am number four. Yeah. So this looks like the better it version. Look, of yeah, that. it looks like a cooler version. Of that. Yeah, that's what it. That to me, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, it's a little bit of that, but this looks way cooler, and it was made way. Made for much less money. Okay, a film I wanted to talk about is Hellfest uh, because I'm now a huge fan of like Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. Have you ever been to one of those? Uh, they don't let me attend that anymore after I freaked out the first time. <laughs> well, kidding, just so people that don't know, is these theme parks hold, around Halloween time hold these like mazes, these like ho- horror mazes where uh, um, you go in and get scared, and there's like you know people jumping out at you, people in costume, uh, a lot of fun. I've, I've, I've become obsessed with them uh, now. And I've always wondered at these mazes, what would happen if someone actually got killed? Because they could just be like a dead body on the sure. ground and no one would notice. Totally. And this is that movie. That, this is Someone like me had that thought and was like, there's this guy that goes to these things like once every couple of years and kills people. And actually the first person, they, they mentioned in the trailer, the first person he killed was this girl who was hanging in a maze for three days before people realized 
that she was not a prop, that she was an actual person. I don't know. Th this looks like a lot of fun to me. Sure. I, I'm going to say this because uh, I'm, I'm always known as being so enthusiastic. I think the concept of this idea is really good. It looked low-budget execution It looks like a generic kind of horror. Yeah, movie. it did I, not, I agree, but the, it, the concept has me no, in. No, I, I am totally on board with the concept, but here's the problem. The problem is yesterday we saw the footage of Halloween. The yeah. David Gordon Green footage of the, Hall the oh, new the, Halloween. Yeah. And that footage was so spectacular and well-made and well-directed and well-shot. And it looked really scary. So when you put that against this, and it looks kind of like, you know, you know, it has a great idea, but it doesn't have the execution the same way. Yeah. It, it's, for me, it's like, you know, it's not the same. Yeah. No, but I, mean, I love the idea. I, 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 I don't know. I want to see it. Um, I'm not trying to shit on it, by the way. I just wish it looked, you know. Let's move on to a movie called The Simple Fever, which I didn't know anything about. I did. Uh, this is starring Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Totally. And uh, I think by the, Paul Feig. the trailer, I think, said something like, from the dark mind of Paul Feig. Yes. Which, I don't know, had me laughing, and I was, I was expecting it to be a, like a comedy. No, it's a completely break from what he does. It is a dark... I mean, maybe it's a black comedy? I want to, like, a dark comedy, like, kind of thing? Well, basically, uh, Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick play neighbors, or nearby neighbors. They both have a kid that goes to the same school. They become sort of friendly. Blake warns her that she doesn't have any friends, or you don't want to be my friend. And at, at some point, she, Blake Lively is involved, her character is involved with something. She disappears, and Anna Kendrick goes on a mission to find yeah. her, and on that mission discovers a whole bunch of stuff. But it looked really, really well done. Yeah. Like, the acting, the way it was shot. And if I showed you this trailer and it didn't mention Paul Feig, and I asked you to name who directed this yeah, based you would, on the trailer... you would never say. Like, the top 500 names would not be Paul Feig. I agree. Completely. <laughs> and by the way, but it looked really cool. Yeah. The trailer's going to be online soon. Um, but both Blake and uh, Anna uh, looked great. But for me, you know what I was doing when Blake Lively was on stage, being what? serious? I was looking at her hand. Because she broke, her, like she hurt her hand really bad in the rhythm section. The uh, uh, oh really? And, and they've been on hiatus and they're going back to film. And I wasn't sure how her hand was going to be, but she was fine with it, which means that it's recovered. Yeah. Um, we should move on to our last and final film that we're going to talk about at CinemaCon 2018. Sure. Robin Hood. I know it's kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> uh, There's only been 500 Robin yeah. Hoods before this one. This is not Ridley Scott's Robin Hood. This is a new Robin Hood starring Jamie Foxx and uh, Ben Mendelsohn is uh, is the Sheriff Nottingham. And the best way I can describe this is what well, you would this... look up. Taron, uh, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Ed, Ed, Ed. I don't know how to pronounce. Yeah, I'm, very, so I'm not going to do it. The worst part is I'm the worst with last names. Taron, Ed, I want to say Edgerton, but Ed, it's Edgerton, not Edgerton. Edgerton, that's it. Okay. Um. um I want to describe this as if DC and Warner Brothers hired Zack Snyder to make a Robin Hood movie, this is what it would look like. Wow. No? Maybe. I mean, I know you like to no, defend the, the director, Man of Steel. Otto, the guy who directed it, Otto, well, that's a whole different movie. Uh, he did some of Pinky Blinders. What's interesting about this, which I But did, it has like those slow motion ramp ups and ramp downs. Sure. Very the, stylistic. There, there's one thing about this that I didn't expect, which is there's a slight twist on this Robin Hood tale that is different than the others, which is that Taron plays someone in the Sheriff of Nottingham's group who is helping to try to stop Robin Hood and is being like, we can get him if we order offer a better reward. Meanwhile, he's Robin Hood. 
and I don't think that's been done before. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, and, and I said this before, look, I'm a big fan of the people that are involved in this movie, but this is another one of those films where I'm like, how many people were clamoring for another Robin Hood? No one. And uh, that's going to be exactly as many people that are going to see this in theaters when it hits a... Uh... No, <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm kidding. No, totally. It's a I, joke. I think that Taron has a big fan base, and the actors involved in this, and you know Jamie Fox. And listen, I think that it it looked fun, but again, it's like I'm not the person. Like, like I like, I'm just not the person who's excited about another Robin yeah. Hood. It's like sort of like when Warner Brothers made Pan. I'm like, who that? Who is Pan for? Like, how many people are like, I need another Robin Hood. I would love it to be awesome, but I'm sure you agree with me. Yeah. No, I'm in complete agreement, and, like, I can't think of a way that you'd make Robin Hood that make it interesting. Maybe if it was sci-fi set in space? No, I mean... Maybe, maybe, maybe I'd be interested in then, but th this take just feels kind of like the same... I, I mean, I like the, the, the take that you're mentioning, where, where Robin Hood is part of his gang, but... It looks too much like kind of a generic uh, action movie. See, I think it looks it looks it looks a lot or, better than. Or like, it's a stylistic action movie. Sure, like, it, it doesn't seem like uh, there's something there that like oh I need to see this. Right. I this is one of those movies that after I see it I will be able to like if the movie's good the movie's good. You know like there's no yeah. um, I mean it looked a hell of a lot better than Hellfest. Or whatever, you know, I'm just being clear. I want to see Hellfest, even though it looks worse. I agree. Oh, my God. Um, I, look, I, I'm a big fan of the cast, and for that alone, I'm going to totally see this movie, Robin Hood. But I just am not excited about it the way I'm excited about other movies. Yeah. You know? Okay, my plane is boarding in, like, just over an hour, so i got to run to the airport. Totally. So we'll but, just say, but, I was going to say, thank you so much for uh, tuning in for all of our cinema comments. Yeah, no, I want to thank everybody that, like, if you're getting to the point where you're listening to this and you, you, you listen to us ramble about Robin Hood, then that probably means you listen to all of our coverage from CinemaCon. And, and, and say thank you. I appreciate real. it. I, yeah, we totally. both appreciate it. Uh, you can find more of my stuff on Collider and on... Instagram and Twitter as Collider Frosty, and you can find me at slashfilm.com on Twitter, slashfilm.com on uh, on the webs, and please <laughs> go to iTunes, listen to the podcast Slash Film Daily, published every weekday, bringing you the latest news and and stuff. You can't prove that though. I can't. I don't think you can. No. Can you? Uh, I don't know. I gotta go. I really gotta go. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Bye.